the Ghost Goal Podcast. There was significant movement in the title race, top four race, and relegation battle this weekend as Manchester City have extended their lead at the top to three points, while Liverpool dropped points at home to a surging Tottenham Hotspur. There's plenty of games this week coming up uh, that will continue those battles uh, up and down the Premier League. As we've got big games like Aston Villa-Liverpool on Tuesday, Leeds versus Chelsea Wednesday, Wolves hosting Manchester City, and of course, one of the biggest North London derbies in years, as the two sides will go head-to-head in a decisive top-four battle. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. Monday morning, deep, sexy voice uh, version of the Ghost Goal Podcast. I, I don't know uh, if I have that voice for it, Alex. Deep, uh, deep, sexy worry. voice. I've got deep. enough of it for the both of us. Okay. okay. Oh, hey, baby. Hurry Soft, up. like yeah, a little yeah. baby duck. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you do the podcast the entire time with that voice, Alex? Yeah, you sure are. Do, do, do a character that only appears on early morning. We'll do it sometime. We'll definitely do a, a, a podcast with voices sometime. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the midweek games. It's a it's a rare treat to have so so many big games in the middle of the week. See, you're excited because you've got a four point gap on Tottenham. If it was anything less than that, you'd be absolutely shitting yourself and uh, very worried. Well, I mean, it should uh, be way, way more than that. We just we had a pretty bad fuck up in the middle of the season. Those three losses, but four straight wins. Yeah, I, I mean, how can you expect that this to happen as an Arsenal fan when you see those three losses? You get all this like PTSD when just collapses from previous seasons, but we turned it around. We didn't collapse. You know, won four straight games that I I don't think anyone expected Arsenal to be able to do. And this last Leeds game was, I mean, kind of a stroll in the park. Leeds scored off their only only chance, really, of the game, which was a corner that was flicked on in back post, and there was nobody there, and just tapped in. Just first quarter that Arsenal conceded all season. And other than that, the team was, you know, able to go up 2-0. There was a red card, and they just really didn't have to get out of second gear. So I think we're, we, we saved a lot for this Tottenham game. And we're coming in as more momentum than Tottenham because I know Tottenham got a point against Liverpool, but like you said, we have a four-point gap. The pressure's on them. They have to be the ones to to do something here i mean they're going to be at home in front of their fans it's it's just it's a it's a huge test for arteta right and 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 the team i mean this eddie and scoring another brace he's got five premier league goals now and he and he's only been playing for what less than a month in the team so this is his first run in the side ever He's never had a consistent run of games, and he's scoring goals. And and you never really know how good a player is until you see them play consistently in a good side. It's So it's interesting for Eddie Nketiah right now making his case, at least for Arsenal, for other teams, because he's had a contract at the end of the season. And if he could perform in a game like this, his stock's just going to keep going up right now because five goals... Um, in the short amount of time, I mean, he's the one, him and Mohamed Elneny, I, th- I think, are the two that I have to give 
the most credit coming into this team, players that were completely non-existent for the uh, the entire rest of the season, basically, um, and then have come on this run and turned the team around. Um, so it's 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 that has to also be coaching as well because those players were not relevant. But eventually, at some point, he felt like he could rely on them and then played them, and then it worked. You know, it's one thing to play these players, and then they don't work, and your team loses, and you go, you're, you, everything collapses. But when it does, it, you have to give credit to the coaching as well. So I think for Arteta, he showed, yeah, the, the, those three losses in the middle of the season, that was a, a something that happens with a young side. You, you can drop an energy form. You don't get the goals. It's not like, it, other than the Palace performance, the other two games, Arsenal could have easily won. We had a bunch of chances. It just it, it didn't fall our way, those those games. So, hopefully this game, we bring the, the energy that we brought last time against Tottenham and that we seem to, to usually always do. I mean, this game rarely disappoints. There's, there's almost always just bang action from, <laughs> from first minute to 90 minutes. So, I, I, I have no doubt it's going to be this way again. This is Antonio's first uh, North London derby at home, so let's see how it goes. Who yeah, do you think, I, I mean, I know the, the teams are very different. I mean, we might as well, you basically already started on it, so we might as well preview that North London derby. Oh, it's yeah, the biggest of course game we got to go week. in there. Thursday at 2.45 p.m. It will be the, the last game of the week out of all of these midweek fixtures, but... Uh, yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys don't have a very good record at the... Uh, the new White Hart Lane, do you? I can't remember you guys winning there. Yeah, no, at their uh, at their new stadium, uh, I guess we haven't won there, no. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, that's coincided with some of the worst years of Arsenal Football Club, so I'm not going to use that to try and predict this one, but <laughs> I, I, I would be... Okay, so I'm not saying you should be shitting yourself, but this is a really this is a really tough game. Like Tottenham are confident. They're usually pretty good at home. They've put up big score lines at home as well. But we, admittedly we, against beaten, worse teams. We've beaten a better team in Chelsea recently, so we're gonna have a lot of confidence as well. We beat Yeah, not but yeah, but they they've gone four games against Liverpool and Manchester City this season without losing. They've won any one of, those of their games. last four games. We've won four out of four. Yeah, no, I mean, so form-wise, we, we have the, I mean, they also lost against Brighton, drew Brentford, drew Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool, they're going to be kicking themselves because, again, like like they did earlier in the season against Liverpool, which was probably their best performance of the season, they should have won by, you know, five goals or something in that game. Same thing in this game. I mean, it, they they created a bunch of chances against Liverpool and could have could have won the game. I mean, it was they're going to be kicking themselves that they didn't because they were up for a good part and then and Liverpool had to come back and it was uh, it was a fascinating like, encounter. Thirty like percent possession or something. Like yeah, they, they it was a, again a case of not really being able to control the game much. But, I mean, I, I see something kind of similar in this one. I, I, I can see Arsenal having a lot of the possession, making a few mistakes at the back. And, frankly, I think Tottenham win 2-1. And we have, like, a nervy last couple of, uh, or I guess last two games in the Premier League for both these teams. I, I mean, you guys should still be okay to finish top four, but it comes down to it being Tottenham at home, 
they do seem they do seem to be I more confident going forward. I think it's going to be one forward. one, Alex. I think we're going to get a one, draw, yeah, no, and I mean, then I, the the, title, the, the race for top four will be over. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we don't even need to win this game. We're going to set up as. Uh, I, see, I think we've been saving like exactly what we're going to do for this game. I mean, every, every this is this is the biggest game of the season, like you said, biggest North London derby, and yeah, who knows how long. Who knows how long? I mean, but it's nice to have the cushion that even if we lose this game, we're still going to be ahead of the Tottenham, ahead of Tottenham at the end, and we just need to win our last two games, and we're still in. So, it's a good cushion to have bought bought earlier in the season. We really just need four more points, four more points from these last four games. Usually, seventy points will be enough. Maybe seventy-one. That's what we really need because Tottenham can't get there. But yeah, for the, for this game, I. I Granted, Jaka's been fantastic as well. Elneny and Jaka, I don't know how they got this chemistry, but again, it has to be down to coaching. Arsenal has more wins than Chelsea, Tottenham, United. We have twenty-one wins this season, only three draws. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So why do you why do you uh, why do you predict a draw if you guys never draw games? Just because that's what you need now. Because that's what we need. It doesn't matter. And we might even beat, like, I, I wanted to say that we were going to win at White Hart Lane, but that would be kind of crazy. Yeah, I think they've built up, like, a good enough home record. Again, I know they scored a bunch of goals against teams like Leicester and Newcastle. They scored five at home against. But I, I do think they there just is, lost uh, one nil to Brighton something... at home. Yeah, I know, but you guys lost 2 1. <laughs> like, you guys can just compare your Brighton losses there. Like, yes, it's not... but. But that's what it I'm just saying. just both ran into the buzzsaw that is Brighton. You can ask United fans about that. Um, yeah, I mean, so you're locking in your your one one. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say I'll stick to two one Tottenham. I don't love it. I, I still think Tottenham will just finish short of a top four spot. Uh, because I mean, after this, they still do have uh, Burnley at home, and Burnley are you know right back. They remain in the thick of the relegation battle, and then they finish up with Norwich away, which should be an easy win. So these two games at home, home games against Arsenal and Burnley, uh, two teams that obviously still have you know plenty to play for. Uh, I think they'll pull off. Yeah, they should make it tight actually. If they they win the Arsenal game, they well, you'd assume they win the Burnley game and then Norwich. Like they they could easily get nine points from these last three games and really make it, really uh, make both of us sweat. Which I hate that it's now both of us. That's very annoying. But yeah, yeah Alex, let's I mean, move what on. Are you, what are you? So you're gonna be? Are you gonna be? Cheer, you're gonna be cheering for a Tottenham win here? What are you gonna be cheering for? No, you want Arsenal to uh, at least draw. draw, and then you're in a basically draw. in top four. Yeah, draw or Arsenal win. I mean, I don't really. If we if we get to the point where you guys finish in third ahead of us, I can just invoke Manchester United finishing in second last year. Like it's <laughs> it's a, a very easy uh, you know rationale to me. You yeah, but like, for, yeah, they for, finished in second, and I, I, for no point in the season were they better than us. Um, let's move on to Aston Villa hosting Liverpool, the first of these midweek games on Tuesday at uh, three p.m. Obviously, Steven Gerrard uh, hosting his. Former team, yeah, that's 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 uh, going to be emotional. nothing really to play for. Uh, you expect him to just lay down and you know let Liverpool take the three points? No, I mean they're they're at home in front of their fans. They they're going to have to put on a performance. I I don't think Gerard's going to be unprofessional about it, and uh, 
I think he's going to play a similar team to the team he played against the Burnley team that we thought, you know, was good enough at home to, to be able to get a result against Aston Villa, a team that didn't, you know, quote unquote, didn't care about the game. Um, but they ended up starting um, with like a back five um, and then just two, two like in the base of midfield. And then they let Buendia just have a ton of space in the middle of the pitch. Um, and then they had Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings up top and it, it, it worked really well for them. I don't know if they're going to, if it was just because it was against Burnley and that, that was their strategy against them. Um, but I think that they should do something similar against Liverpool back five again, you know, the working midfield of McGinn and, and Louise, and then just let Buendia do his thing. Um, and they have two fairly good strikers. I mean, Ings has been proven when he stays healthy. This guy's going to get you 15, 16 goals, right? You know, I don't know how long he'll be able to do that, but he's probably that good right now. And Ollie Watkins is, is a young striker as well who's improved a lot this season. I don't know. I, I, I don't think that they can get a result, but I, I, I'm ex- they could be a, a force next season. A lot of young players, a lot of uh, exciting talent, and I think they'll be on display, and, and they're going to work hard in this game. So I'm going to say 3-1 Liverpool, but Villa will Villa give, a, give it a, a ripe go. Maybe even 3-2. Yeah, I'll say 3-2, actually. Yeah, it was a bit weird on Saturday seeing... I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how you felt about the performance uh, in the, the Tottenham game, but to me, the the situations between Liverpool and Manchester City were kind of flipped from what I was expecting. I was expecting kind of like a hangover uh, due to the Champions League. Uh, we're going out of the Champions League for Manchester City, and we did not get that at all. And... I was expecting kind of business as usual for Liverpool, but they ended up being the ones that looked flat, didn't have the same uh, tempo of passing, fast-paced tempo of passing, and they they just sort of like resorted to like lobbing balls into the box that Spurs defenders were able to read and, and clear out like relatively easily. Arsenal could so be I doing that if, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're, we've yeah. moved on, Javier. Yeah, we've moved on. But I'm still. I'm just saying. For, I'm just saying for this game, like <laughs> no, yeah, for this game, for the Villa game, they'll be fine. For the for the Villa game, like uh, I'm not expecting a continuation of Liverpool looking flat. But if Villa, like you say, set up very defensively with that five at the back, and they cut off certain uh, avenues, pa- like passing uh, lanes for Liverpool, and force them into that kind of aerially focused attack, that's. Something we've seen Liverpool have success with sometimes, but not like consistently. Like that's kind of the way you frustrate them. So I, I and, and obviously, what was it like two years ago? We saw Villa put like seven past Liverpool, and that was a Liverpool. I think it was last season. That was a Liverpool team that still had Virgil Van Dijk at that point. So I'm not saying expect the same from Villa this weekend because that was obviously a crazy result when it happened in the moment. But, but Villa have the counterattacking weapons to really uh, frustrate Liverpool and, and get in those spaces and behind the fullbacks and tear them to shreds. So is it too early to give up on the league if you're Liverpool? You've got an FA Cup final this weekend against Chelsea. That's like your, probably your best chance at another piece of silverware other than the Carabao Cup this season. Oh, they're, we they're see fucked. Like a bunch yeah, of rotation? They're, they're pretty fucked. If you look at City's schedule, City's, City's going to win out. I mean, I, well, they got Wolves in West Ham. City do, so I guess, you never know. I guess we never know, but I think that 
it's easy enough for, for a team of that depth and in that form. So I don't know if you give up on the league. No, you don't, you don't give up obviously, but you go for everything you can. I'm sure they'll take just winning the champions league. They'll be fine. Oh yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I completely forgot about the champions league. My bad. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think in terms of score prediction for this Villa game? I said three two, three two Liverpool. Three two. I'll, I'll go. I'll go two one Liverpool. Tight enough, but uh, Liverpool end up on top. That's the f- uh, only game on Tuesday at three p.m. Then Wednesday we've got a slate of four games. The first of which will be kicking off at two thirty p.m. Leeds hosting Chelsea. Well. I did not invoke Charity FC last week, and uh, yeah, you're just my, Gimp my, FC my now, old, Alex. My good now old do you blues, believe it? We we used Charity FC anyway, even though Wolves didn't need the charity. They're firmly mid table or upper mid table in eighth place. Uh, we threw away a two goal lead, and now we travel up to Ellen uh, Road to face a Leeds team that fully need the charity. So, charity. I'm a little FC. worried for this one. Charity FC. Also, just this game is extra, extra, like energetic, right? Don't Leeds and Chelsea hate each other? Like, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of tension in the stadium, and their fans are probably going to be raucous. I mean, even even uh, at the Emirates, their fans were it's just gonna going to be like crazy, the Everton game. So. It, it, it like take the Everton game. It's going to be exactly like that. Maybe not the same. Maybe there won't be the same like. There wasn't the same vitriol from Everton fans towards Chelsea uh, that there, there's going to be on Leeds. Uh, but, you know, Leeds are this right. Is a huge they're game. now in 18th this place. They're now game. in the relegation zone. Like, if you they, think about it from, from, the per, from the perspective of the English, you know, like it just in the fan rivalries. And, yeah, this is a huge, huge game because Chelsea would love nothing less than to relegate Leeds. So... From both sides, the fans are going to be going crazy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see people like get thrown out and or if something, you know. Oh, oh you think? Something crazy happens. <laughs> There's probably going to be someone so. get attacked. Yeah, people, someone runs under the field. I'm calling it. I'm calling it in this game. If 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 it, if, the, if like Chelsea, oh man, I think this game is going to be exciting. Um, three, I'm three? thinking a lot of goals. Yeah, I'm <laughs> three, three. No, three, two, uh, Chelsea. I don't know about that. I'm going to say three, two, Chelsea. I think Leeds, uh, are, Leeds are trash. <laughs> So the same the same result from when we beat them in December. With remember yeah. all those penalties that they just gifted us. Oh, they they foul the shit out of your team. You know, be careful. Wh- whoever you don't want in the FA Cup final, they might they might uh, put them on the injury table. So Leeds are very, not good at all. They just foul the shit out of you. Try to break up play, and uh, they can't really press that well. So Chelsea will be fine. I'm sure they'll have energy around their fans. I, I don't know. I don't know too. if we'll be fine. We we could very easily draw or lose this game. Like, uh, why don't you have more I, faith I, in Tuchel, to... Alex? What is wrong with you? It's not that I don't have faith in Tuchel. I don't have faith in a lot of these players. These players are clearly showing that you know the the chance at an FA Cup final place is not enough for them. They they played well for parts of that Wolves game, and then as soon as we went up two nil completely deviated from the game plan and instead of controlling the game with possession and just sort of running out the clock at home with a two goal advantage 
the game opened wide up and uh, was became like an end-to-end counterattacking game. Exactly what you don't want when you have the lead. You want to keep it like boring. And, you know, it's like this team, they're boring when we don't need to be boring and exciting. There's a lot of players need that need a stat pad right now that need to like boost up their stats. And that's what they're trying to do, Alex. Don't you get it? Like you said, they probably don't care, but they've been, you know, there's a bunch of players who need goals like Lukaku, flat track bully, scores two yeah, goals I mean, against I'm okay Wolves. with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very okay with he, that. He he little, nice he's back in the team, Alex. Goal. Lukaku's definitely going to play in this game. Yeah, I think he will, just because he's not going to start against Liverpool in the, in the cup final. So, sure, run him out against Leeds. I don't know if I really like that. I liked it for the, the Wolves game, but you do need. You do need to be able to press against this Leeds team, and oh, you know you'd get behind Lukaku, Lukaku if that. he starts banging in a couple of goals right now here and there. You'd get right I mean, back behind him, Alex. Goals, goals sort out everything. They they solve all of your problems as a player. Um, three two, you're saying? All right, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one, but it's gonna be one of those close three ones where I think maybe we have like a flurry of goals go up two one or two nil. Lead score to make it nervous or nervy for the last however many minutes, and then we get the third, like somewhere near the end. So three-one uh, Chelsea, but I, I don't feel good about it. Charity FC is very much uh, in play uh, for this one. I hope so. It would be pretty hilarious if uh, Chelsea somehow finished in fifth place after everything. See, I still don't think that's going to happen. That still would be think- insane. Because, okay, let, let's just do this math right here. Tottenham are currently on 62 points. They win their last three games. They're on 71. We're on 67. We need four points. Our goal difference is vastly superior to theirs. We need four points to reach 71. And our last three games are against Leeds, Leicester at home, and Watford at home. All right, you'll be fine. You don't think we're getting four points from those three games? I mean, it's as simple as that to me. I don't like that we're having this conversation, and frankly, it annoys me that we're even having this conversation at the end of the season. Oh, that's so great. But you know what? I'll bring up I'll bring up all of the, the off-field craziness that's been going on with Chelsea this season and just say any other team that was in this situation would be probably would be Manchester United. They probably would have capitulated like Manchester United and fallen apart. So whatever. Let's just get to the end of the season, hopefully win a cup final, finish on somewhat of a high note, and move on into the new uh, Todd Bowley era of ownership at Chelsea, which I should just mention before we move on. It does look like they're, the sale has maybe not gone through 100%, but is uh, on the way to uh, being completed. Roman Abramovich will be selling the club to a consortium led by uh, American owner Todd Bowley, who is currently uh, has a minority ownership stake in the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, the Lakers, and the uh, LA Sparks. So uh, he, that, that seemed like something that was very important to the... Uh, it's the bidding process for the club teams or consortiums that had groups of owners who had experience in sports ownership were preferred to, you know, just, you know, money rich Saudis and things like that. So I, no, I, like I think that it that's was how a, the, a, a the sale good, was conducted. Yeah. I think it was a, a very good sale for Chelsea and probably be able to have sort of business as usual. You know, there shouldn't be a huge drop off in terms of like commercial and like Abramovich already established the club, so I think that even if they 
without his money at this point, if the, the loan is forgiven, like he, you know, expressed again that that, you know, whole, he wasn't going to forgive the loan was a, was just a, a bullshit lie. They, I don't know how these journalists can get away with doing that stuff, but, um, they hope people they, like you who text me saying it's real getting Javier. Sued for that's libel. How. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh yeah. You're right, Alex. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. I just wanted to mention that the it, it looks like the whole uh, you know selling of the club saga is coming to an end, which we're you know just Chelsea fans are, are happy to see. We're just time to get back to football. So the other games on Wednesday, uh, Leicester hosting Norwich Wednesday at two forty-five p.m. Pretty much the only meaningless game of the week, uh, because also during that time slot we'll have Watford hosting Everton. Watford are officially relegated after uh, their loss last weekend. Uh, Everton are finally out of the relegation zone uh, with their uh, first away win under Frank Lampard. We uh, predicted that predicted that here. I think we both said 2-1. Uh, they won 2-1 at Leicester and are now in 16th place with a game in hand on Burnley and Leeds. So they're one point ahead of both those teams. If they win this game, I think it's safe to say they're, they're going to be okay. You think so? I think they're going to be okay. I mean, they have four games left at this point, which is a lot of points that they can get and they have momentum. That that win against Chelsea was monstrous. I mean it you could tell that it just lifted them You're all welcome, up. Frank. Yeah. It lifted them up so much as a team, elevated them that I think they, they have belief now in the squad that they're not, you know, they're gonna get out. So this Watford team, what do they have to play for? You know? It, it it's miserable season for them they're going down i'm sure they're gonna think that they can just come straight back up which you know their team is pretty good offensively they have a lot of really good young talent uh emmanuel dennis ismail asar chao pedro but yeah this team just didn't defensively it, it, every, it, it keeps bringing up the, coming back up with the same defensive players a few center backs different but almost always the same wing backs and just not a very good midfield so if they can sort that out and then come back up, then Watford could, could definitely be a threat if they can hold on to, to some of those strikers they have and wingers. But yeah, I think it's not going to be enough. I th- I could see this Watford definitely score, but Everton win 2-1. Yeah, I'll go with uh, 2-1 as well. It, it seems like the only scoreline you can predict for an, for an Everton away game. You know, they're not good enough defensively to keep a clean sheet away from home. And you don't think they're really good enough offensively to score more than twice. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with 2-1 with you. The last game we're going to hit on is Wolves hosting Manchester City uh, Wednesday at 3.15 p.m. City did not have the hangover I expected from that Champions League exit. They came right back, and I, I guess they were kind of boosted by the Liverpool result the previous day. Seeing Liverpool drop points probably got a lot of those Manchester City players in the mindset to go out there and put five past Newcastle like they did. They played really well at times in the, the second half. Jack Grealish finally looked like he really belonged in that City team. Um, but Wolves, for some reason, don't know when to take their beating and uh, and go home. Like they, like I said, within the Chelsea game, they, they got like a little bit of 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 hope close to the end with 10 minutes left when they were down 2-0 at Stamford Bridge and they came roaring back into that game and and scored an equalizer in like the 97th minute so I wouldn't put it past them Wolves are sticky Wolves are are sticky sticky team people 
don't expect. Uh, I I don't know why they they. I mean, they're a very young team as well. So this this run of form that they had, where they lost to Newcastle one nil, lost to Burnley one nil, uh, two teams that were very very desperate at the time, and then got pummeled by the buzzsaw of Brighton, like you said, three nil. Um, but then a decent result against Chelsea two two, completely unexpected, but. I mean, would you say it was deserved? I mean, they were pretty good, right? I don't know. I'm torn on that one because until... like, I know they had chances on the counterattack, but until Trincao scored that goal to make it 2-1 against Chelsea, I, I really wasn't... like, I, I wasn't expecting them But they stifled you guys really well. Like, they, they, you guys didn't have a bunch of chances. True. I, I See, the reason I, I take a long time to think about this is because, I mean, I know we are probably the third best team in the league this season but when comparing it to like Manchester City coming in when Manchester City need to you know win to like lock up the title and everything like that yeah I'm trying to think too like could it's they not just, like a perfect comparison is but, what I'm but saying like Wolves has been a bogey team for Manchester City they're at home for some reason City have always had trouble with with Wolves and we've mentioned it before and they did a double over them a year ago. It's, I, I think it's not going to be an easy game at all, and the City players are going to be confident. You know, I'm sure they're going to be trying to play their best game, but the Wolves players are going to know that they can play spoiler here. And oh man, I, I don't think it's going to be easy. I'm going to say two one Manchester City. I'm going to say one nil Manchester City. I, I'm with you that it's going to be difficult, but I. I, I I can't do it. I, I can't back anyone but City to win the league right now. They have it firmly in their grasp. They just need to go out there and do, uh, like, to some degree, that what, what happened in the earlier Wolves game. I know they got gifted a penalty in that game, the one at the Etihad, where it, like, hit the underside of Joao Matinho's, like, arm when he wasn't even looking at the ball, and they got gifted a penalty from that. But Wolves did something similar to Liverpool in the the home game against Liverpool as well. It took like a Divock Origi, like injury time winner for for Liverpool to win one nil in that one. I think we see something similar, maybe just late in the the second half. City get uh, a goal and end up winning it one nil. There there has been some big news off the field for City though. They announced uh, three pretty big injuries. Uh, it's going to be. John Stones, Ruben Diaz, and Kyle Walker are going to be out for the last couple of games of the season. So maybe, City, okay. City got you know plenty of players. They're fine, Alex. R- remembering that, I'm going to update mine. I'm going to say I'm going to say two one Manchester City. Same that, as you. That's I, what I, I said. swear. I'm ah, not just copying you. You just copied me, Alex. I swear that's I'm not right. trying to copy you. I it's just because I'm the wizard. You want to copy me? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if those picks suck, then I know I can just blame you. Um, yeah, ah, and then the other okay. piece of off-field news I should mention before we wrap up here is uh, we woke up this Monday morning to the the great news. Oh, we're so happy to see this news, with no sarcasm at all, uh, that uh, Erling Haaland is basically a done deal. Uh, the the great David Ornstein has confirmed it. When he says it, it is, uh, That's, it is completely true. That's so true. horrifying, so, guys. Rest so, in peace, So what does that mean for Manchester City going forward? It means that we get Gabriel Jesus. Come to Papa. Come to Papa. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be great. If Arsenal can sign him, I'm sure there's going to be competition for him, but that would be a great signing. And for Manchester City, well, have fun, everybody. We only get to play them twice a year, right? So we'll play for the rest of the, the spots. 
we'll have our own mini league. Manchester City will have theirs, and then everybody else will have. We'll play. Second place will be the title. All right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, just to give fans of rival teams a little bit of hope, Erling Haaland's injury record has not been a thing of beauty at Dortmund. He, He does get. He's been injured for big chunks of this season, and they are like. A lot of times, like lower leg injuries, like he, this is he, the sheik's this is the sheik's gift to Pep. He's like, okay, uh, listen, listen. Uh, Klopp signed new deal. You need to sign new deal. I will give you Holland. And Pep was just like, oh, okay, okay, yes, yes, Erling, Erling, sign him. <laughs> I'm just laughing at like you do the same voice for every ethnicity of person you're imitating. It's like, oh, Pep, uh. I gave you. It's, just, it's so vague. <laughs> no, 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 that was an accurate representation of the two. But yeah, I, 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 I oh man, I'm, I'm sure now Guardiola will sign a new deal, just like Klopp did, and we're gonna see Klopp first Guardiola in the league for three, four more years. So the the level of the rest of the league is gonna have to keep improving and keep trying to to play spoiler to them. You know, but let's see. Uh, let's see if we can. This is going to make it a lot harder now, but it's going to be exciting to have Erling Holland in the Premier League. Yeah, and it's going to suck playing uh, FIFA online from now on, and just like only playing against teams that have uh, people who have picked Real Madrid, France, and Man City. Pretty Adding much, Holland to yeah. that, back, that that front line is just ugh, oh, and I have fair. to I have to do a shout out right now because uh, the title race for uh, the fantasy Premier League is tightening up. I'm less than 50 points behind you, Chris. So I'm coming. I'm coming. I might win. Watch sneak like, this in, is just like the one episode the in a while that Chris doesn't listen to. No, 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 no. <laughs> he just feels none of the pressure. Right. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap things up there. I got to get to work. If you want to follow uh, me and Javier on Twitter and or Instagram, you can follow Javier at JavierRev9 on Twitter. You can follow me at ASMOS92 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the podcast socials at GhostGoldPod. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please go ahead and drop us a rating and a review. Uh, if you would be so kind, we would very much appreciate that as it helps new listeners to find the pod. Javier, thanks for waking up early to jump on this one with me. Enjoy the games this week, guys. And until next time, see you.